0: Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchen from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club, you're listening
1: to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. Welcome back to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant. Today we're talking about Dustin Martin, he is a really interesting player that I found it really hard to place through this 50, but we had to put him in there because there is a world where Dustin Martin could be one of the best forward selections for you in 2022. Is that a bit extreme and a bit of hyperbole? We'll get to that in a moment. We had him on the episode just yesterday. We had to bring him back. I've got Kane. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, MJ.
0: Would this be Dustin Martin's maybe plus appearance on this list i think so if, if coaches kind of went back that far and, and frankly i don't know if it did you'll have to inform me but you look at his career and from his second year he was fantasy relevant yeah he was fantasy relevant you know had that, pretty much always had that Ford status was always peppering the top 10 forwards at a minimum we know yep. what his big years were like especially in supercoach he was um throw away the key, wasn't he? With that ability that he had for the bulk of his career. So um, it's crazy now that we look at him as a guy that's, you know, you'd say in the twilight of his career, especially in his fantasy career. Mm. And yet he's still good enough to make a list like this. You know, we did Christian Petrarca yesterday. Just
1: yesterday.
0: One last year's Norm Smith. Today we're doing a guy that's got three. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, they've been juxtaposed a lot, those two players. They have been. Um, I think that's the thing that's so impressive about Dusty, isn't it, MJ? When you've got pretty much outside of last year, mm-hmm. this guy had only missed a maximum of two games in a season. He's yeah. given you 20-plus games in every season. Mm-hmm. And we know that 2020, there was only 17. He gave you 16. So
1: yeah.
0: you're talking about a fantasy guy. All the things that we, um, we look for and we attribute to good players in fantasy, it's he's what got. Dusty's had. Isn't yeah. He's had the durability. He's got a ceiling. Yep. He's consistent, and the thing we love the most, and we know how important the role is. He's the best player in his sense. so he's yeah, always got that primary yeah. role. He always draws the football. Yes. Um, in 2022, it is a different Aston Man. It is a different Richmond, very team much he's been so. accustomed to the past five years. Um, and I think that's what's really interesting because for the first time, MJ, we probably have what you'd say real value. He's in a price range now where he's competing with a lot of guys that. In the past, you wouldn't think of him in this low eighties in a in a DT bracket, no. and low nineties in SuperCoach. You know, he's always been a guy that you sort of think maybe there's a bit of five points either side. You know, he's got some bit of fluctuation, but he's always in that top what five or six priced forwards.
1: Almost but every now, year, look yeah. At this
0: price range. You look at who you're comparing him to. Um, it's at that real awkward stage because you've got the up and comers. Are they going to be able to jump in? Yep. Or is he just going to return to, obviously not that 2017 level, but maybe sure. more that 2018, 19, 20 level that had him as a the low, low 90s injury. Yeah, and a low time Cup. So where do we start, Andrew? Do we start with the injuries last year? Do we start with his time in hospital and that injury? Do, where do we start?
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing is to remind ourselves of exactly what we are dealing with, even in what was probably a frustrating season for Richmond last year. He started like a house on fire last year. He scored a 131 and 100 in Dream Team and Fantasy in the first two games of the year. And in Supercoach, even better, 158 and 120. And if you're a Patrick Dangerfield owner at that point in time, you might've remembered he was suspended for a couple of games after round one. You saw that round one score and you went, oh, decision made for me. Danger out, dusty in. You get one week into it, you think this is awesome. This has gone fantastically for me. But for the rest of the year, probably didn't go quite as well as you'd expected. But in totality across the season, you did average 81 in Dream Team and Fantasy, four tons, five additional scores, 80 plus while in Supercoach, five tons, three scores over 127, more over 80 in that format in the game, and an average of 93 from a... A value perspective of where he's priced at it is the lowest he's been pretty much since his debut year uh, in terms of what you're paying for him yes at the start of 2011 you would have paid for him at a cheaper point but he averaged 89 in dream team in fantasy in year two and 98 um, in super coach so really since that early era of, of dustin martin He's not being priced at this basement level. So it's good news for those that believe this narrative, that Dustin Martin is a proud footballer, that the Richmond Football Club are a proud club, and and they are all incredibly hurt from what they put out on the park last year. We remember back to that famous Jack Rewalt moment in AFL 360 that now is in part being used in jest back towards him and the club but where they believed so convincingly as a club over that far that final eight, nine, ten weeks of the year, quote-unquote, good luck if you play against us because the belief was still there. The hunger was still there, albeit in an articulated and a belief within the mind. And, and so for people looking at Dustin Martin and looking at the forwards we have this year, they just see a guy that is screaming value towards us because we run through his averages across since 2013 in dream team and fantasy 97 97 103 107 the probably never to be repeated again 113 92 97 93 adjusted average um, with the shortened quarters of 2020 super coach 102 99 105 108 119 104 and then a couple of pretty much hundred seasons there if you want to move a few point Unders, a, a, of a decimal. And so, Kane, we do have this guy that feels like Mr. 100 for our forwards in Coach, Mr. 90 in the 95 in Dream Team. And we look at the forward line and go, okay, Duncan feels if he's fit, he's 100. Taranto, if he's fit, could be anything from 100 and 110, depending on the format you play, while Dunkley could be anything from a 90 right through to the number one scoring player in fantasy in um, super coach as well, if the parallels all line up for him. But then the question marks do start to appear for us in that forward line, don't they? We feel like there's this defined top three and then the next 15 to 20, anything could happen, but Dusty, you could build a case, maybe just one of the safest top tier forwards after, after that elite crew disappear for us.
0: Yeah, and that's where I think MJ 2021 is important. And like you said, explaining why his ownership, it was already popular to start the 2021 Correct. season. But when you had that injury to a danger field and that move became so um, obvious and so clear to so many coaches last year, these low scores are in their mind. These yeah. disappointments are in their mind. And it is crazy to think that all those disappointments still resulted in a low 80 and a low 90 average across the two formats. And those really are injury impacted scores in a
1: well couple of games, yeah.
0: And what's interesting about that is, you know, he's the 12th priced forward in, in AFL Fantasy. You mentioned Taranto, you mentioned Duncan. After that, you get to Jed Anderson. We know that there's a situation with Jed right now that he may yep. or may not play in 2022. Sure. You get to Josh Dunklin. I've made that take multiple times, but this sky guy has the, the scoring build. The sky is the limit, but there is clear role issues. Yes. And again, he has had, albeit various injuries, not soft tissue, but you know, he had that shoulder last year. Um, he's had some syndesmosis in the past. Yeah. Again, he, cumulative, he aver- it's
1: not great. Yeah, yeah,
0: he averaged 92. We know that the front half was amazing. Post-injury, um, it's really hard for any player to deliver good scores. Um, he didn't get that role. Then he gets a side bottom. Side bottom was a guy that we thought, you know, he's just going to bounce back. He only went at 88. Chad Wingard, 88. Treloar, yeah. 87. Green, who we know is suspended missing 85. for a
1: while yeah
0: now we start getting to Jaden Stevenson the Canelio's priced just ahead of Dusty and then these ones below me really fascinate me below this is for I
1: fantasy too by the way everyone oh, Coach NFL is different fans. but yeah
0: yeah of course but Karen Thomas Jake Stringer Tim English <laughs> Ben McAvoy Lockie Weller Sean Higgins and then we get to Jack Brown Will Snelling and Shy Bolton like yeah. this is the guy's Dustin's 12th. That was the next six players every day. Yeah.
1: Like,
0: think about that in a sense. And by the time I got to Sean Higgins, he averaged 79. So You're telling me Dustin Martin, 81 with two inj- injury-impacted injury impact games. games. He's already pushing on the precipice of that top six just to get back to a low 90.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: do you have any confidence in side bottom or wing guard? Nope. Or nope. Trelaw's role in their team. Nope. nope. Do we know what's going on with West Stevenson, DeGoey, Goey, nope. are gonna line up?
1: Yeah. Oh. Some of them might not, not even be in the AFL. Yeah. Well
0: that's 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 why I think you start getting confident when you look at Dusty.
1: Yeah, that's right. You start right.
0: thinking, okay, he's at eighty one. I think that's a clear flaw. Yeah. Absolute clear
1: flaw. Yeah, he's value for sure.
0: I can get some value. I can get some value. You know, what happens, MJ, if we go to the preseason and we see, you know, Taranto lined up in the forward line again and they say, well, Toby Green's missing the start of the season. We want to see Taranto did a good job keeping some goals late in the season. Yeah. We're going to play him. Now, all of a sudden, this path for Dusty to return to top six and give you 10 points of value
1: is very easy.
0: And that's value where, you know, you are a hole for the season because you know sure. he's, he is durable. Outside of that really heavy knock he took that really put him into hospital for the remainder of the season, he's going to be there each week. He's yep. going to be a Richmond's best player. Yep, he's a kicking player, so you want the ball in his hands. Correct. So in terms of him challenging that cluster below him, I feel really good. Where I think people will look for even more value is lower down. You know, yes, the guys that again we touched on Jack Bray on if there's a clear midfield shift that he wants to take over and run that midfield,
1: yeah,
0: it's very hard for me to see him with the way he plays his game, not being a ninety guy. No, there's and there's a few night.
1: Jack Stealisms about him. Is anywhere if he gets that ball winning?
0: Well, we've cool. said it too. Like he's shown us high ceiling in ball winning. He's yes. shown us high ceiling in marks and, and in tackles. And
1: tackles, just not together. Now,
0: we always say once they come together, yeah. now you get a real fantasy gun. That's right. That then we hit the Zach Butters, the Isaac Heaneys of the world. You know, there's a bit of buzz around a Zach Bailey. Yeah. You know, if there's an injury to Tom Hickey, Peter Adams, I promise you, will be in a lot of teams.
1: Yeah. Showing sure. that he
0: can score. So yeah. I think that's the thing in the forward line where people might go, Yeah, but I can go even cheaper than Dusty. You know, you're getting a hundred extra K to go to Connor Rosie. Yeah. To go to you know these type of guys that are even cheaper.
1: Yeah, and in Dream Team and Coach, Canelio, who's down at considerably even um, further bargain territories. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's where I think it's, again, similar to, um, you know, when we chatted about Jaden Short the other day, MJ, is there. Yeah, it's a good call. When you feel like there's real top-heavy guys, and I think those top-heavy three are Taranto, Duncan, and um, Dunkley. Yeah, I think so that's I think fair. heavy three you start getting aggressions, you think you've got, you know, you want to probably want to play Hollands on the field just due to his price.
1: Yeah, value. Maybe you
0: like some of the other guys that are a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, I think structurally, not many teams will have a need for a guy in Dustin's price range that maybe only presents 10 points of value. Yep. Yeah. And again, the other thing we've got to note with Dustin is He is a bit more volatile than he was previously in
1: his scoring. And especially in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy more so than Supercoach, that's been the format that gradually over time, because he's not awarded a points boost for the impactful moments that he takes place in a game, because it's just the pure raw data of what you do and there's no increase of impact on game or score involvement or rewarded for efficiency. And and he does take on the damaging kick. We talked about that just yesterday with Petrarca, don't we? He gets high volume of turnovers because he takes on that game-breaking moment. Dusty does that too. But I, I look back through Dusty's past two years and in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, just focusing on that scoring format for a moment, He's had just two games, including adjusted 1.25 multiplications, just the three games where he's gone over 120. And so in that format of the game where you're going, yeah, he might be your 90 guy and maybe even push up to 95. I think that might be the, almost the ceiling of what he could do. If you've only got three in the past two seasons, you're coming off a, something we haven't talked about yet – An incredible injury with a lacerated kidney. The narrative of how he gives you ceiling games that hurts you for taking him on early isn't really there. Um, You have to almost load in the mindset of, well, he slimmed down, he's fit. He was in the midfield a lot last year, to be fair. Um, No no more or less than the past few years. Um, I, I still don't think the need for him to be heavy forward or heavy mid is there anymore, with Rewalt there, with Bolton around, with Lynch around. I, I don't think you can build that narrative as much through there unless you think that that Richmond midfield sucks and he has to hold it together. Um, I don't see He's the lovely. ceiling you there. Need, you
0: need those tackles to really come up, though, we wouldn't do. you? Because you do. When, again, I know there's some injury games, so the stats get a bit... A know,
1: bit murky. Yes, they, they, get, they,
0: they get a bit messed up. But if we just look at straight... You know, the actual columns. His high he only had five tackles once in a game oh, yeah. last year. Yeah. And there's and there's a couple of games where there's just one or nothing. Yeah. You know, then you go to the marks. He had seven tackles in the first two games of the season. And then after that, the high was four. And there was multiple zero or one. So yeah. the thing that's hard for him now is he's not a stat stuffer like some of these other guys. No.
1: You know, no, he's not. Uh, it's not like 2017.
0: Been, not, no, no, but like the thing is, he's handy. He does have goals helping him, you know. And yeah, he, he does. Um, but, you know, Richmond's a team that, unless there's a clear change in game plan, he doesn't get those uh, easy. You think, think about a Mitch Duncan MJ when you watched Duncan last year. How many times does he do that little hook lead and gets hit up on like a 15 meter pass into the corridor and then he can use his kickie? Yes. And he just gets these plus sixes. Easily, and he just finds little pockets of space. Dusty could absolutely do that, I and mean, it'd be a of great course. question. But it's not the way
1: Richmond's, the Tigers move the ball.
0: No. As I said, they're forward handle, they're running. The thing as well is, it's not that easy to change that because you built your team through the draft, through free agency, through trade to target those type of players. Like there's a reason they have the Edwards, the Boltons, Lamberts, you know, Lamberts. Yeah. These hard running quick, rioli, skillful. Um, it's not just easy to go into a kick no. game. You know, that's not really how they play. So again, I think there's value in Dusty. There is, I absolutely. I don't know if it's enough. As I said, because that's the thing, you're not just weighing Dusty against forwards. When you're building a starting squad, if there's a backman that you like, that's about a price at 75 or so, 70, and you think, oh, they can probably get to 90. Well, you, you have to take them over yeah, guy, he's, he's,
1: he's in sure the range of value. He's in the range of like an Elliot Yo. Um just the other day yeah. it, we, we did it, it um with Jordox on the podcast. We talked about Caleb Sarong, who's mm. right in that low 80s that range. Now yeah, we always
0: know when you're in a Ford line in particular.
1: You add the 10 the points. Yeah, yeah, well the
0: bar is lower, isn't it? Well the bar's lower. He doesn't have to get, you know, if he gets to 90.
1: You know, that's, that's that's a top 10, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. And as you mentioned on the sarong podcast,
0: when you think about you know, the top 20 is 105 guys in the midst. Yeah. Especially if we just focus on a DT um, tangent. So um, I think where the appeal for Dusty is, is when you're going shopping in around eight onwards, Yep. you can hit him at a trough where yes, he has Yes. Could you? Yeah. Sneakers, um, and he can be that great guy that you just put in your team, ends up being your. F5, F6. You've got your big boys that you're really confident in. And again, when you're weighing that up, maybe you're getting him at a cheaper price. Maybe you've seen how the team's going to go because he is going to get attention. He gets... When you're playing Richmond... It's all him. You've, you've got a game plan for him in the middle. Yep. You've got a game plan for when he goes forward. You know... Yes. He doesn't just sneak on. not that really he ever snuck under the radar, but no. you've got seasons and seasons nah. now of people knowing how they want to handle Dustin Martin. You know, if he rolls forward from this stoppage, who's picking him up? Like, that's really ingrained now. Um, so he doesn't, he's going to have those games where there's going to be a floor. Yes. Sometimes Richards not winning the ball. Sometimes he has to sit forward. The ball doesn't come in. Sure. He does have that volatility. He's not just going to go to the back pocket, keep chasing. Yes. He doesn't structure up that way, and when they, the way they use him, he he wants to be fresh to have that impact. You know, it's okay for them if he's sitting in the forward line, fresh, totally. has the whole picture to himself. So, as I said, the game plan doesn't really show me that there's going to be a return to anything higher than a low nineties in DT and a flat hundred in super coach. Yeah, I guess the thing that's appealing for a lot of people is. I want to find the guy that's going to break out next, and that's where you know a Butters in particular. I think yeah,
1: people might go Butters over him. Yeah, if there's any
0: CBAs reason. in the preseason, uh, if there's any injuries, there, if there's any clarification about, you know, you know, Port got hammered, for example, with their lack of midfield depth. You know, yes. basically, Wine spoke, and then it was guys like you know Willem Drew rolling through there. If they if they say that, hey, um, we've addressed that. Connor Rose is fit, is healthy. He's going to be a starting CBA midfielder. He'll rest forward. Well, you're probably not going to pick it. Dusty, are you? Because you're getting canter. You've already got more. You're paying less.
1: Yeah, and potential yeah. comparable size of score. Yeah. And
0: people like something new, MJ. When, like I said, that's why it is important to know.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. If you
0: owned him last year, Yep. you do have that taste in your mouth. And it is very hard, even if you're the most disciplined of fantasy coach, to remove that bat.
1: Well, if you traded him in post those first two scores, he gave you an eighty-five in Super Coach and and a seventy-six in DT, and so and had to trade him back out because of that injury. So those are the things. What what I do notice when you look through the career of Dustin Martin, especially over the past two or three, I I don't think you can twenty seventeen feels like an outlier that you just know everything went so well for him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, once it goes beyond there. It doesn't.
1: The The game's changed so so much. much. But if you do look at it, he's this guy that goes on runs. And if you time it right with Dusty, you can really be incredibly well rewarded for it. Just looking at his 2020 scores, just for a moment. If you timed it well from, say, round seven. Now, remember, the Dream Team and AFL Fantasy scores, these are unadjusted. So these are just the pure numbers. So an 80 was 100. Um, in those years so if you brought him in by the way coming in off the back of a 38 and a 66 in SuperCoach, this is what he did 72 90 181 75 69 105 83 in afl fantasy and drinking now these are just the pure numbers these are not adjusted at all but the vast majority of them are right in that 90 to 120 sort of 15 range, just elite, strong scoring. In Supercoach, 100, 108, 184, 111, 74, 92, 147, 97. So I think for me, the key with Dustin is around timing because I don't think outside of that uber big three, there's a crystallized next group of forwards. And so is his 90s, good enough or 100 in super coach which is certainly i think the ceiling of what he could be unless something is drastically changing in that richmond lineup and style is his enough just good enough and if you can time it right with an upgrade or you get those big scores to start the year and bank those points you're away So that's why for me, Dusty's still such a relevant guy because there's the ability to go on a run for five, six, seven, eight weeks where he puts on 100 to 105 in Dream Team and Fantasy where he puts on a 110, 115, 120 in Supercoach and everyone then goes, oh, that's right, he's a phenomenal player. I'll jump on. But every week that those happen, those good scores um, you're just missing and you're paying for points that you've already lost so that's why for me Dusty has to be in consideration because there is value at the starting point he we see statistically he goes on runs and if you time it right both with him or anyone I suppose in fantasy footy if you get the timing right you're laughing all the way to the bank yeah
0: the reason he's more timing relevant than most MJ is because there is a range there yes is genuine- there is you and whether it's tagged or just quiet games, um, the volatility is in his score a lot more than other players. So that's why I feel like yeah. he's the type of guy for me. If he falls in my lap, you know, if it's round seven, you know, I've got, a, I've got a cow to a level, and I'm looking around the price, and i just say Taranto, Duncan, and Dunkley are firing. And I'm like, wow, those are the three. Thankfully, I've got them. And I'm like, okay, who's making up that next run? and it's a bit of a blanket, mm. that's where I think Dusty's going to get real appealing to people is when they're looking at their first couple upgrades. Yeah. If he started slowly, again, ideally you'd love to see it as a tag, you know, as opposed to just poor scoring. Yeah, yeah. Because it, he still has that ability. And Again, last year it was a 158 of the high. You mentioned the 184 in 2020.
1: Yeah, for Supercoach, huge.
0: There is a game there. So yes, it's like, every year. If, if you haven't seen it,
1: it's still to come. Look, there's,
0: there's, not, there's not many left. We no. always say that. There's not many left. So he's not going to give you 10 of those, 10, 120 pluses, maybe like he used to. Mm. But if it's middle of the season, you haven't seen that game yet. I think yep. the team looking fine, it will come. There will be a game where he dominates because he's still that player. He's still that important to the side. He's not just going to you know, be hidden in a four-pocket. He. Like, he's still <sighs> dusting up. He's still the player. Still elite. He stirs the drink, doesn't he? If that Richmond team's going to do well, it's Dusty that gets things going and sends yeah. them over the edge.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, I think structurally it's going to be hard. You have to be really confident, I think, to make room for him in the starting squad because, um, no, you don't have the confidence of him being a top forward like yeah. those other big three. And again, when you've got guys below that are presenting more value and giving you more cash and more flexibility to do other things with your team.
1: That's the interesting one, isn't all, it?
0: It's an awkward price range. I think, as always with him, super coaches, you're preferred.
1: Yes, agree. think
0: you like him there, um, DT and AF it's probably a let's see what happens. Let's have a look. Hey, if the tackle count starts going up, if there's some Absolutely. easy for him.
1: Yeah, that game style him, evolves a bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, if it changes, then you got to change. Yeah. We can only make a judgment with what we have right now. If there's dramatic changes, clearly adjust accordingly. But I think um, you know, he'll be a less than 10% guy across the formats to start.
1: Yeah, definitely Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. I think he's going to be much more of a watch list slash upgrade than others while in Supercoach. Some might go, yeah, bullish on Duncan, and I need a bit of value at F2 or an F3. So I'll choose Dusty over Taranto. I'll choose Dusty over a Dunkley. It'll be, like I said, that combination of how people go with that starting forward structure is going to be fascinating to see and will be the alternate um, and ultimate um, dictator about whether or not he's a starter for people or an upgrade. Regardless, he's got to be on your pre-season watch list. But draft is interesting, Kane, where he goes. Like you said, outside of that freak incident last year, he's been relatively durable Um, cleared out of hospital um, uh, has seemingly into full training through this month of January, according to the club, which is positive signs. um, And none of us can really know until game day, um, whether or not that's going to be any impact on him, but we can only presume it won't He he is not a fearful person, young Dustin. And so we're not going to ever put that onto him, that he'd be afraid of any form of physical contact or something in the contest. But He won't be a top three forward off the board. We've been pretty clear throughout this episode, and I think the consensus in fantasy circles is that's probably the upper three. But then in the formats, it does start to evolve a little bit. Do you chase the ceiling um, and the young bloods? Um, Do you chase the flagged midfield moves? Or do you with this forward F1? Because Dusty will go as an F1. Do you just go, I'm just going to bank him? And he might not be the best forward, at the value point, I get him, but he's going to be someone that he won't hurt me. He probably won't mean me too many games, but his deviation might be just the thing in a couple of formats that holds him. Where are you picking Dusty on draft day, man?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because he's probably one of those guys that you want to see what else is around. You know, is Tyron Thomas still on the board? You know, mm. what type of midfielders have he gone? When I look at you know the players that you know he's in the low eighties, MJ, and I have probably got him. As an 85 at the low, yeah, maybe up to a low 90. in indeed, if so you're looking with that adjusted average or value, he's probably competing with 95 to 100 mids. If you yep. look at those mids, you know, would you take him over a bread crouch? Would you take him over, you know, a boat? Would you take mm. him over, you know, a seedsman? These type of guys are all going to be, you know, Brandon Ellis. I think, obviously. Sure. Nine nine times out of ten, people would take him the name, yep. the, the name position,
1: engine. the um, possibilities. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's probably he's probably in that late fifth, early sixth type of range. Yeah. I think you still have to be pretty. I think some people will go earlier, but I think you still have to be really cognizant of um, depending if how many people you're playing. If you're playing, you know, seven mids, you know, five backs, five forwards, one ruck. You do have to really careful with how quickly the mids do fall away. Yes, they do. Uh, especially, you know, people have some leanings towards roughman as well. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think, I think, you know, if you're in the fifth round, you know, it's in the sort of forties, like maybe mid fifties. I think that's where he's going to start going because uh, the fourth line just isn't really great. When it gets, you know, I mentioned some of those guys below. How do you really have any confidence? Yeah, you at the can't the up, You know. It's amazing, MD, a lot of those guys, Thomas, goey Stringer, first half split, the second half split. Hugely different.
1: Yeah, which one are potential. you buying for at that point? Some,
0: some some, of them, the differential's close to 35 points. Yeah, it's massive. You know, 65, the first half, 100, the back end. Yeah,
1: some of them are unrosterable, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's why I think we've seen over time taking the mids, safe mid that has the good role mm-hmm. because there's so much volatility in these forwards that you can, you can pay for this, what you think's an 85 guy and get a 60. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen in the midfield. You don't go from a 90 guy unless there's dramatic injury. So for me, if he's in the, the late fives, that's probably where I feel, because I just don't think I'm going to get burnt with upside. You know, whereas there are people who go, yeah, I can get Alex and in the back line, and I think, I think he's going to take the kick out. So I think he's going sure. to push a hundred. So you don't have that sort of upside in my mind for no. those type of guys. Um, so for me, that's where I'd have him. Where would you be drafting
1: Dustin? Yeah, I think he goes definitely as an F1 for someone on draft day without any questions. But the, the question I have for me is how big is the gap between the Uber three forwards and next? And is it, so because those guys will go in, in the late first to second round, those those three guys. Yes. So will. the question for me is, at what point is it the third round? Is it the fourth round? At what point do people just go, I don't have a big forward and I feel the name value of Dusty surpasses and I'll, and I'll reach for him potentially a round or two earlier than I should. Um, if people see these big three forwards run off the board super quickly, is it the old school ruck run kind of theory of, Oh, I haven't got an F1 yet. I better lock it away because as much as coaches don't want to admit it, every single coach on draft day does have that nagging moment where they see a couple of a position outside of the midfield disappear and go, Oh, okay. It's getting a little scarce as those three or four guys go. So that for me is I'd be comfortable going for him in the fourth round a little earlier. If, um, if, I felt the mids that I was really bullish on were gone. Um, But that's the variable of draft day, isn't it? You've got in some leagues where they're heavy mids, others just like, no, I'm locking away Ruck. Everyone drafts with a different mindset and strategy. So, but you're right, he's a top 50 pick for sure. Some people don't
0: like looking at their team and going, oh, I've taken three mids. I need a forward or a back or a ruck here. Correct. Like how it looks. Yeah. You know, I think we're more of the belief of at the end of the day, you want the most points on field, so back whatever. And where does it come? Is, yes. is value. Uh, and again, in my experience, the amount of backs and forwards that pop up over the waivers in the first month of the season is crazy. Yeah. You might get one mid that pops up on the waivers. So yeah, the
1: seedsman we, type. We, we, yeah. we
0: use that rough guide. You know, if you're drafting a hundred mid, it's comparable to a ninety back, ninety forward. Because yeah. when you look at the numbers of the season, that's what it spits out. It's Not in that range. Says, yeah. oh, mids a dime a dozen. You know, he's only a 90 guy. But when you're playing seven mids in a 10-team league... Cool.
1: Gets nasty the down BBs, there.
0: It gets, to, it gets to 70 guys, MJ. Very quickly. Gets, and, and and often those 70 guys aren't even in their team. Yeah, you know, job security they're, they're, the, they're the guys that you feel. But yeah, I I don't think I'd be getting him.
1: Where, where you've I've got him. Right. Yeah, I, and right. I think he that's
0: why. I wouldn't be picking him. He won't be on the board. I think, you're, I think he's gone by the late third in a 10-team league. No, I think he's a 25 to 35 for most leagues. He will yeah. get drafted in that range. For what you said, those big three forwards are probably gone in the first 15 picks.
1: 15, 20 picks for sure, yeah. That's
0: a lot of forward points gone. Already. People won't, people won't feel confident. A lot of people won't feel confident with the trouble. They won't no. feel confident with the wing guard. No. Um, again, they might. But again, I don't see him getting... To the 45 range which is where I probably feel most confident
1: Yeah,
0: uh, maybe I'm more bullish on some other backs and some other mids that I think can get close um, but yeah you, you'd feel pretty good at that point because as I said I don't think the burn's that much I think the burn's an 80
1: and, and that's in D10 fantasy an 85 in Supercoach that's the burn and, and and that's that's not a draft breaker Um, yeah, in a not, forward not, line he's
0: not, no. he's not a you're not swinging for the fences no. with but no, it's a kit. he feels safe yes Yeah. Look, butters, he could be he could challenge either way those guys but again we've seen that they haven't actually delivered for extended periods so yeah,
1: he has. you yeah.
0: know that's the thing that do you want to that's where it comes to each individual what do you yeah. look at do you like dusty because I don't want to take a risk in the Portland I want plug and play yep. or do you go you know what I'd rather come last but I'm going to go for upside on everything I want this upside, I want this upside. No, yeah, I about the injury risk. No, uh, so that's why draft is always so fascinating. But um, I think if you get Dusty, you'll be pretty pleased with what he's doing. Yeah, about. you
1: feel pretty safe and, and you can definitely build your squad around him. All right, uh, that's all our thoughts on Dustin Martin throughout this episode. Hey, mate, appreciate your work as always. Pleasure, MJ. Thank you. If you want to go and check out the article, it is online for you at coachespanel.tv as well as all the other players revealed so far as we're now venturing in to the early 30s of the 50 most relevant if you're loving the countdown there are really three key ways to support the coaches panel in 2022 Uh, if you're loving the podcast leave a five-star rating and review follow us on wherever you're getting these uh, podcasts or across social media the second is tell a friend that plays fantasy footy about the coaches panel let them know about the great content you've been enjoying this preseason. or third you can become a financial supporter joining the patreon army and getting access to a bunch of exclusive content hidden rewards and some early access to a bunch of different stuff all the links for that are at coachespanel.tv tomorrow we hit the number 33 and two players that we loved owning last year was Callum Mills and Rory Led. why because they were available in a line but played as midfielders tomorrow's player is available in a line outside of the midfield but many believe he's a lock to be one of the midfielders that booms for his club and could just be the top of his line just like Mills and Laird were for us last year who is it is it a defender is it a forward you'll find out tomorrow in the 50 most relevant (laughs)